Welcome to the Overflow Podcast. We pray you are encouraged by this message. For more info, notes, or other messages, download the Overflow Church app or visit our website at overflowdfw.com. How many of you guys are believing for real though? How many of y'all believe in God for incredible things this year that God's going to do some stuff? And there's been some things some of you have been waiting for a long time. And uh, I believe that, that you're going to see some of those things fulfilled this year. There's going to be babies born this year. Come on. There's going to be miracles happening this year. Come on. Not just, not just, uh, of babies being born, but, but some that have longed to be pregnant. We're believing this is the year of the open womb. Come on. We're believing some things are going to happen. Some of you have been contending for healing. This is going to be the year. Some of you are going to get out of debt this year. Come on. Some of y'all are going to take off like 30 pounds this year. Come on. It's, come on. It's going to be good. Debt's paid off. Come on. Blessing and increase. Just as we've been declaring. Uh, spiritual growth. Come on. Uh, physical shrink. Come on. A lot of great things. 2017 is going to be a phenomenal year for you. Listen. 18. And 2018. That's right. 2017 was good, too. We, but 18 is better. That's right. It's the next, it's the new thing. So but listen, a lot of incredible things are going to happen. A lot of things are going to happen in our church this year. And, uh, and listen, I believe that God has put us together and this is a season of increase as our church. And by that doesn't mean necessarily an organization, but an organism. Come on. How many of y'all know that we are not an or we are an organization, but we're an organism. We're the church. So whenever we succeed, we succeed together. Come on. And when you weep, we weep. And when you moan, we moan. And when you rejoice, we rejoice and we do it together. So this is going to be a great year for us, for all of us. And we're going to rejoice with you. We believe that God is going to do incredible things. Uh, Psalms, uh, Psalms chapter 92. You guys got your Bibles today? Turn your Bible on, open up your app. Psalm 92 declares this, the righteous will flourish. Come on, somebody. How many of y'all want to flourish in 2018? The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Planted, oh, planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. How many of you know that when it says planted in the house of the Lord, it's talking about the kingdom of God? Okay, so planted in the kingdom. They will flourish in the courts of God. They will still bear fruit in old age. Come on. They will stay fresh and green. Proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no wickedness in him. Now, I love this scripture so much because it speaks of us. It speaks of the righteous. It speaks of those that have come to God, that have given their life to Jesus, and, they've, and it says that we are righteous, and we will flourish, and we will grow. It's talking about increase. How many of you love increase? Come on. And so this is what it's speaking of. And, and can I tell you today that many times we think that we are living from season to season, from year to year, come on, from week to week, from day to day. But in the kingdom, we don't live from day to day or season to season. We live from glory to glory. And that's what kind of year this is going to be. This is going to be a glory. Let me just say this, not just a year. The rest of your life as the righteous is a glory to glory life. It's not a paycheck to paycheck life. Come on. It's not from this phase to the next phase. It's glory to glory 
in every phase. And many of you have made excuses about your present condition because of the season you're in. Can I tell you today, and we're going to get into this a little bit deeper in a minute. For you, it doesn't matter if it's summer or winter or spring or fall, you produce. Every season, you're evergreen. Well, this is just a hard season. Well, we don't live, brother, from season to season. We live from glory to glory. Now, it says they will grow like cedars in Lebanon. Have you ever seen a Lebanese flag? I think we have a Lebanese flag here today. There's a Lebanese emoji, actually, on your phone. I got it, got it in the app for you there, Pastor Brooke. That's a Lebanese flag. Now, something interesting about a Lebanese flag is a Lebanese flag has a cedar tree on it. See, they are so well known for their trees, for these cedar trees, that it's they actually it's it's the mark of their society. So scripture says that we will grow like that kind of tree, a cedar. I think we got a picture of a cedar tree, don't we? Like a big old cedar tree. Boom. That's a big old cedar. That's a Lebanese cedar tree. Now there's a couple of things about a Lebanese cedar. Number one is they are majestic. These trees get up to 120 feet high. You say, oh, that's pretty tall. That's a, like a 10 or 12 story building. For those of you who need some help, up to 36, sometimes up to 36 feet around the trunk. There's, there's been records of, of trees that big, 36 feet around. Their span can be up to 100 feet. So the tree, the branches can go out from one end to the other about 100 feet. Huge. They're majestic trees. And scripture says that the righteous are like that, that they are majestic The second thing about a Lebanese cedar is that they are evergreen. And we've talked about that a little bit. That means they grow through every season. They stay fresh and green. They don't dry up. Come on. Even in the dead of winter, they produce. Beloved, let me tell you, you are always growing. You are always growing. If you're not growing, it's because you're dead. When growth stops, decay starts. We are always growing, and it's not dictated by our season. It's dictated by our nature. Y'all okay? The third thing about cedar trees, and we use cedar wood for a lot of things, is they are resistant or repellent to pest. You know, you can go to Home Depot or anywhere that you can buy housing things. You can, I think you can probably even find it at Target. You can find little, little pieces of, of cedar wood that you can put in your closet. Why? Because if you put that wood in there, it'll keep moths and other things that would come in there and eat your clothes. You ever had clothes where it had like holes in it? Like where'd that come from? Well, there was a moth in your closet eating your clothes. So if you get some cedar wood and you put it in there, it will repel the pest. Well, it's the same way with these trees. They, they repel pe- a lot of, a lot of pests that would kill other trees can't do anything to a cedar tree because there's something in it, something about its nature that repels and res- is resistant to pest. Another thing about a, these cedar trees is their, their longevity. It's not uncommon for these trees to live a thousand years. There's actually records of some of them living up to 3000 years. Longevity. Longevity. 
talk about endurance, right? Some of us are like struggling to serve Jesus till about two o'clock this afternoon, right? As soon as you leave here, you're getting trials. Talking about for the ages. Another thing about cedar wood is it's very useful. Some of the the best wood. In, in those days, a lot of the Egyptians, the rich Egyptians would build their ships out of cedar wood. They would bring it in. They would import it, and they would build all their man, their palaces and their homes and things like that. In fact, so so useful that God said, I want my temple to be built out of cedar wood. That's how, that's how useful it is. And another thing about cedar wood, and we know this, is that cedar wood is very fragrant. It's very fragrant. We built this wall over here. It's, a, it's out of cedar wood. So about the first couple of weeks that we brought it in here, everybody's like, it smells so good. <laughs> Why? Because cedar is, is fragrant. Beloved, you are the fragrance of Christ. It says in 2 Corinthians uh, 2.15 that we are the fragrance of Christ. What do you smell like? You smell like the world? You smell like Jesus. You smell like Jesus because you are righteous. So these trees are phenomenal. And so we have all these things. Man, these trees are amazing. Look look how beautiful they are. The power, they're so useful, all these great things. We applaud that. We love. We love all those great things that we can see. But can I tell you that these are just the fruit of the cedar tree? And many of us focus on the flourishing, but flourishing, listen to me, flourishing is a byproduct. You are all these things, but it's a byproduct. We only flourish naturally if we are rooted deeply. And some of, when we set our goals, we do this, right? Oh, I'm, this year I'm going to, I'm going to, Right? I'm going to have this. I'm going to have this money. I'm going to do this to my budget. I'm going to do this to my body. Right? How many of you already messed up? So this series, we're not talking about the fruit. You need to produce fruit. But you don't produce fruit by going, I want an apple. I want an apple. I want an apple. We produce fruit by developing root. So this series, we're talking about what's beneath the surface. The thing on that tree that you don't see. You're going to have all that, but, but let's talk about what, what is hidden, what is unseen in your life. That's what we're going to be developing over these next several weeks. That, the Hebrew word for cedar is the word firm. But if you study that Hebrew word and you look at that, the root of that Hebrew word, it actually means firmness of root. See, these trees, all the things that we described, all those powerful things, they're all dictated by one thing, not the environment, the root. The root system is what determines what the tree looks like. Jeremiah 17, verse 7, blessed are those who trust in the Lord. How many of you are blessed because you've trusted the Lord? Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, who have made their Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into water. Such trees are not bothered by heat nor worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Why? 
because they're planted along the riverbank. See, the thing with roots is they're not glamorous, right? Roots aren't sexy, right? You don't, you don't look at a tree and go, man, I wonder what's beneath the surface. You don't, you don't look at that tree and go, man, what a root system, right? You don't, you don't look at two trees and go, hmm, uh, which, 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 I wonder which one has the better root system, right? Because we do that with fruit all the time, right? Wow, look, look at their job and look at their Facebook profile image. Look at their family, right? Look at their Photoshopped image, right? Look at that nice filter, right? So we have this comparison thing. But, but it's kind of hard to compare roots because roots are unseen. Roots, roots are systematic, but they're incredibly messy. And they take a lot of time to grow. You know, you don't develop a root system overnight, Right? We, we want to have fruit like tomorrow. Doesn't happen. Because you've got to develop a root system first. In fact, Scripture speaks of, and we'll get into it in just a little bit later, that usually fruit that produces really quick is fruit that is quick to go. It takes a lot of time to grow roots. They don't get much recognition. You don't see roots on motivational posters, Right? Develop your roots, right? That's not very inspiring. No, thanks, <laughs> right? Just want, a, just want an apple or, you know, some lush green tree up there. Not something that's digging around in the dirt that's ugly and you got to, you know, messy. Have you ever messed with a root? Try to pull, pull something up by its root? It is. It's a pain. When we talk about roots, we're talking about what's done in secret. We're talking about the hidden life. See, some of you are like, man, I, I just want to see God's blessing. But you're not doing anything in hidden. There's no hidden time for you and Jesus. It's all public. You go to church. What, do you, what, do you, what are you doing to produce the fruit of the Spirit in, in your life? Well, I go to church, go to Bible study. Okay, that's great, but that's not hidden. Roots are developed in a secret place. They're in the hidden, the secret growth. And can I tell you, that it's, it's the secret of being fruitful. The secret of being fruitful is developing the thing that cannot be seen. I just want to see signs, miracles, and wonders. I just, I just want to see my hand, you know. What is your life like in secret? What do your mornings look like? What do your late nights look like? Oh, I'm usually so tired. I just don't have time. Don't time to develop roots. Then don't expect to have any fruit that will remain. See, roots do a few things for us. Number one is roots provide structure. Leslie and I were watching TV, I don't know, a couple weeks ago or something, and I'd already had this sermon, and I worked up, and there was some palm trees. They were in California or something, these huge palm trees. And she was like, how do those trees keep from falling over? And, I, you know, I've been, I don't know, because I've been studying this. I'm so scholarly. I was like, because they got deep roots. Right? But it's true. It's true. The reason why they could be that high is because they're that deep. See, we will only grow as tall as we are deep. If you want to grow in depth... If you don't grow in depth or won't grow in depth, you won't be able to handle height. 
In fact, if you grow higher than you are deeper, you'll fall over. Then you'll be uprooted. I mean, how many of us have ever seen that in people's lives, right? For every 10 feet on these cedar trees, for every 10 feet in height above ground level that we see, there's 30 feet of root. For every 10 feet of height, there's 30 feet of root. Roots provide structure. Number two, roots give us access to nourishment. The reason why it talks about being planted by a riverbed is because those roots are right there to, to, to suck up all that water. And so when the drought comes and there's no water, it's okay. They're nourished. See, you got to put, you got to put the work in before the hard season gets here. We, we live by emergency, right? Oh Lord Jesus, right? My finances are depleted. My kids are serving the devil. I'm going to develop a prayer life. Well, if you would have done that ahead of time, if you were to develop the roots, you might not be dealing with this. I know it's no fun. Remember Mark chapter four, the sower and the seed. Pastor Emlyn preached a great word a couple months ago about the goalless fruit. But it says this that the plant soon withered under the hot sun, since it didn't have deep roots, it died. And he's talking about the emotional hearer of the word. He said that this is someone that that hears the word and they're like, yes, the word, it's so good. Right? We've met people like that. It's so good, so good. The Lord spoke, it's so good. Right? I'm so wrecked. I'm forever changed. Right? And there's this rocky soil there. there. There's been no work done. There's all this hardness of heart. There's all this junk in there that had never been dealt with. And they're not doing anything to grow the roots. But they produce because, you know, what else? They got to grow somewhere. So it's boom. All of a sudden they have all this fruit and we're looking at them. We're like, man, they just came to Jesus. And they're like, they're doing all this stuff for God and their life is increased. We're like blown away. They're so on fire for God. Right? Look at them. Look at them. And then like six months later, you're looking around like, where did so-and-so go? Where'd they go? They were like all like fiery for God and praying for everybody and going to transform the world. They had their vision and, you know, it was all, all the fluff and fruit. We called it fruit. I guess it was fruit. But they didn't have any root. So where are they now? Nowhere to be found. Why? Because they didn't have a root system. God will show up. He'll do a work. He'll speak a word. It'll produce. But I'm telling you today, doesn't matter how good the word is. Doesn't matter how good. Listen, this, this is talking about the incorruptible seed of the word of God. We're talking about the greatest thing ever, greatest preacher, greatest worship. It doesn't matter. None of that matters if you don't have a root system. Listen, the encounter that you have will not matter if you don't develop root systems. It will not matter how powerful. It was the most powerful moment. It was like the fire of God. There was a glory cloud. It was like my face was kind of melting. 
were like gold all over my hands. It was like everything was glowing. The Lord walked in the room. Forty angels were in my prayer room. If you don't have a root system, none of that will matter in five years. It won't matter. What are you going to do to develop the system to be able to take those things and it actually increase your life? If you're not producing fruit, it's not an encounter issue. It's not a church issue. It's a root issue. It has nothing to do with your environment, beloved. It has nothing to do with your support system. Your family doesn't like it or you lost it. None, none of that matters if you don't have the root. And we will talk about community later because that is a root. But if there is not a root system, if you are not rooted in Christ, beloved, the experiences, the words, the moments will not produce. That is exactly what this parable is talking about that Jesus talks about in Mark chapter 4. He's talking about developing a rooted system in tender soil, your heart. <clears throat> All right? So roots provide structure. Roots give us access to nourishment. So you can't get nourished. You won't have, and if you don't have nourishment, you don't have strength, right? You don't eat protein, you don't get strong. No matter how many times you go to the gym... I'm telling you right now, I'm going to the gym every day, but if I'm not putting protein in my body, I will not produce muscle. Right? All y'all that know more about that than I do. If you're not producing fruit, listen, this is what we do. We, we don't produce, and we start blaming everybody else. We do. We, well, it's because my job, I hate my job. Right? Well, it's, you know, we're just in a difficult season. We're raising kids. Our kids are toddlers. Oh, I get it. Trust me. I know. And I, you know, I was trying to spend some time with the Lord and they woke up and yeah, I don't know. It just happened to me a couple times this week. I know. I just don't feel like, I don't feel like, you know, the church isn't feeding me. Listen, we can give you the word, but we can't develop your root system. You just got to dig, man. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. Got to get that nourishment from the word, from the presence on your own. Listen, can, can I tell you today, Sunday morning, we have these plants that we keep in the lobby and during the week. And so my job, because I have like 5,000 being the pastor, I do everything. And it's okay. I'm not complaining. But I, I water the plants during the week. So there's been weeks gone by. Plants didn't even get watered. Now I could have been like, who didn't water the plant? Get on the staff. Who wants to water the plant? So water plant to die, right? Because you got to water plants. They got to get nourishment. If they don't, they die. And I've had to replace some plants, several plants. Yeah, They're like we got new plants. Mm-hmm. Because somebody, listen, because somebody wasn't giving them the nourishment that they needed. Yes, truly. It wasn't enough to water them on Sunday mornings when I set them outside. I have to do it a couple times during the week. 
It's just the way it is. You got to get that nourishment. And then roots give us nourishment. Number three, now where you're rooted is important too. We'll talk about that as the series continues. Number three, roots give us the capacity to bear fruit. Now, I want you to listen to this. Having roots creates in us a capacity to handle visible growth and to bear the fruit we were destined for. God has designed you to bear fruit. But can I tell you that if the fruit is bigger than the root, it will kill the tree. Now, we know that we're all called to fruit. Listen, Jesus says it right here. I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. Fruit that remains. Eternal fruit. I mean, you're appointed for it. God has called and designed you to bear fruit, to have a fruitful life. Fruity, fruity. Right? All kinds of fruit. Not fruity, but fruit. Fruit that remains. And listen, you may be able to muscle through and create some things that look like fruit. Yeah, you might be disciplined enough. But eventually you will destroy the tree if the fruit is bigger than the root system. Eventually that tree will fall over and die. Or the, the, the attention that you're giving to the fruit, oh, this will work. The attention that you're getting from the fruit will not go to the root. And all the nourishment will be attracted to that fruit that you're producing, that you're working, because it's not fruit, it's work that you're doing. And you produce that, and then now all your nourishment that is supposed to develop your root system is going to your fruit. And then you're like, why am I dying? Because you're trusting you to invest here and produce this thing that you're doing by works. And Jesus is saying you need to be rooted, and that thing will come naturally. Done. Some of you want promotion. Some of you want position. Some of you want financial resources, relational re- relationships. Come on. Oh, when's that man going to come along? <laughs> However, if that type of production, let me say this to you. And I hate this because it's true. Sometimes it's just not time. I just want to produce. I want to say sometimes it's just not time for you to get promoted. Sometimes it's just not time for you to get that job. How many know that there are a lot of other elements in this world besides you? And all those things got to come into alignment to work for you. And God will work those for you. But listen, you've got to be patient, which is a fruit of the Spirit, by the way. So the way to be patient is to be rooted. But listen, some of those kind of things right now, some right now, you right now, you got the praise that you've been eagerly desiring. That praise would destroy you. That position would destroy you. That relationship would destroy you. And I can tell you right now, I've seen that happen hundreds of times, and I'm not exaggerating. I've seen relationships, untimely relationships, that someone forced outside of the will of God destroy more people's faith than anything I've ever seen in my life. That thing right there. What gets people the worst? Is it addiction? Is it No, it's untimely relationships the number one destroyer that I've seen in my life. And most of that's because I did youth ministry for a long time. Because some, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone. So I'm going to force. And it destroys the root. You're begging God to grow you high and wide, but he's asking you to go deep. Oh, I want to see you. I'm a a mover and shaker. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make it happen. Yep, you're going to make it happen. 
and you're going to destroy your roots because all your attention, all that nutrient is going to go into what you're trying to build rather than it happening naturally. So stop being so fruit conscious and focus on developing your root system. Y'all okay? Love you. I really do. And y'all know that. All right. Let's talk about being rooted in Christ because this is where we're rooted. We're going to talk about purpose in this series. We're going to talk about community. We're going to talk about being rooted, what it looks like. Check this out. Very similar to the Jeremiah passage. Psalm 1. One of my, one of everybody's favorite go-tos is the book of Psalms. And it starts off this way. Interesting. Blessed is the man. How many of y'all want that? Who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. What is that talking about? Life. Walk, stand, sit. That's life. That's what you do, right? Notice he's talking about the system of the world, right? Counsel of the wicked. Who are the wicked? People that are bad. The wicked, listen, in, in, there's two camps. In God's eyes, there's two camps. There's the righteous and the wicked. Those who do not walk in the counsel of the wicked, stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Hold up. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in season. Now, if you study that out, it, means, it says in each season, whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. So we all want the prosper, right? We all want the evergreen. I'm a big Yes, we all want that. How? He tells us. He tells us about life. Sit, walk, stand. Then he gives a prescription of how to experience that prosperous life, the blessed life. Right? Blessed is the man. And then it says right there, finishes up, whatever he does, prospers. That sounds like a mighty cedar tree to me. Then he gives us a prescription. Right? His delight is in the law of the Lord. You say, well, well, hold up. I thought we're not under law. We're under grace. Yep. That's right. You got to understand something. The way under the old covenant was the law. That was the way. Are you guys with me? So how did they honor the Lord and obey the Lord? By following the law, the Mosaic law. All, all those crazy laws, right? They honored those things. They had a, they had a production, produced life. How does that translate in the new covenant? Well, check this out. The way, everybody say way, because that's really what we're talking about here. The way for an old covenant person of God was the law. The way for the new, tes, new covenant follower is Christ. Jesus said, I am the way. So Jesus is the way. Jesus is the word. Right? Right? So we have Jesus. So let's look at this passage. His delight is in the law of the Lord. How about this? His delight is in Christ. So how are we rooted in Christ? Number one, by being mindful. And this is what he says. The delight of the Lord is the law of the Lord. And on the law, he meditates day and night. So our delight is in Jesus. And on Jesus, we meditate day and night. So how? Do I become rooted in Christ by being mindful of Christ? Not just when you're at church or singing a song, but all the time. 
Like it says, day and night. Day and night. What does that mean? Just in the morning and just night? No, it's just saying always. That I'm always being mindful of Jesus. And on Jesus, I love this scripture. Our delight, his delight is in the law of the Lord. Our delight is in Jesus. And on Jesus, we meditate day and night. The way is a man. The way is Jesus. Be mindful of Jesus. You want to have a life that produces? Don't be mindful about the fruit. Be mindful of Jesus. Be mindful of what Jesus did for you. Be mindful of the way that Jesus thinks about you. Come on, get, quit, quit the comparison. It's so hard. I, I'm with you. Jesus. Stop looking at fruit. Your own and everybody else's. Our delight is in Jesus, and on Jesus we meditate day and night. What are we saying? We're saying that he has our affection, our delight, and he has our attention. He's the one I'm thinking about. When I'm in the car, when I'm playing with the kids, I say, man, Pastor Josh, you're doing that? No, not yet, but I'm working on it. I'm a higher percentage than I was last year, and I'm, still, I'm working on the 100% meditation all the time about Jesus. I'm thinking about him more than I used to. And you know what's crazy? It's the more I think about him, the more I produce. And I don't have to worry about producing. I just got to think about Jesus more often. In fact, whenever I try to do it, I just get frustrated. I'm like, why? Why didn't work that? Why is is this happening like this? Produce. I'm doing all the right stuff. No, you're not. The right stuff is meditating on him. The right stuff is giving him your affection. Oh, I love you, Lord. The the right thing to do is, is, is setting your attention on him. And the second part of that is giving him our devotion. That means being faithful to Jesus. Not just saying, oh, yeah, Lord, I love you. But, man, Lord, I love you so much. I'm going to live this way. Being faithful to Jesus, being mindful of Jesus. How am I rooted in Christ? Being mindful of Jesus and being faithful to Jesus. Colossians 2, verse 6. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Oh, it's a mandate? Yes, continue. What is that? Faithful. Let your roots grow down into him. Oh, you missed that. Let your roots grow down into him. Him, and let your lives be built on him, not your education, not your upbringing, on him, not your relationship status, on him. He's the one that we build our lives on. He's the one that we're rooted in. It's him. It's just him. It's always been him. It's always, it's always been Jesus. I mean, he, he's always been the reason that we've existed. And so some of us, we get so wrecked and we get so messed up when he gets a color of our lives because we realize this is what I've been built for. And I've been living my whole life outside of it. Now I'm like, I feel so alive. I feel more alive. And why? Because it's always been about Jesus. And all of a sudden you just decided to give some attention and some affection and some devotion. And now you're going, it's blowing me away. And all this great stuff is happening. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth that you were taught. And you will overflow with thankfulness. Faithful in the little. 
faithful in the big, faithful when nobody sees, faithful when everybody's watching, faithful, faithful no matter what others are saying, whether doubting us, come on, or they're praising us, we're faithful, 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 faithful. Just faithful, faithful little roots. Just faithful little roots. Oh man, what are you? What are you doing for God? What are you? Faithful little roots. Look at what they're doing. Just faithful little roots. Just little roots. Just little roots. Faithful when it's easy. Faithful when it's hard. Faithful on Sunday mornings when the song sounds so good and Jesus is. I can feel him. Faithful when it's dry. Oh, it sounds so. I just don't like something. Faithful, faithful, faithful. Faithful in it all, faithful through it all. You know, one of the things that I learned about these cedar trees is that their roots are built in such a way they produce a substance on their roots that they actually can dig through rock. So whenever they're when they're they run up against something that's difficult, they just little root, little root. Faithful, 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 faithful. In fact, they'll actually drill in to rock. And that rock that would, that would try to be something that would rob them of, of their quote-unquote destiny actually becomes an anchor for them to latch hold of whenever the storms come. Faithful, faithful, faithful. Faithful, little root. Faithful, little root. Faithful, faithful, faithful. My, my uh, good friend Scott Wilson used to say it like this. He used to be like, faithful, faithful, faithful. Faithful, 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 fruitful, fruitful, fruitful. You want to be fruitful? Be faithful. Don't stress out about being fruitful. You just be faithful and God will bring the increase. God will bring the increase. God will bring the increase. God will bring the increase to you this year. God will bring the increase. God will bring the increase of your goals. If you're mindful of him, if you're faithful to him, if you'll just say, yes, Jesus, I'm into you. It's all about Jesus. It's always been about Jesus.